Hello and thank you for tuning in to Route 150, a ministry of FBC New Hamburg. Today we'll be hearing from Pastor Sean. He's going to be doing a series based on a book by Paul Todges on anxiety knowing God's peace. Each podcast is a part of this 31-day devotional. We're really hoping to point you to find answers for everyday problems using the Word of God. We believe that every follower has the ability to continue to grow in their relationship with Jesus, and we really hope that this podcast will help develop that. Well, welcome to day one of our podcast. Um, the title of our what we're going to be looking at today is anxiety that distracts us. Now remember, um, much of what we're just talking about um, I, is, is not uh, original with me. We're basically going through a 31-day devotional called Anxiety Knowing God's Peace by Paul Targis. And, and so far, what I've seen of, of this booklet, it is amazing. And, uh, and so, so this first section that we're looking at, oh, and I should mention, I hope you got a coffee handy and you're just sitting there just in a really comfortable spot. Um, I've got my green tea handy. And so, and that's what this is. This is just kind of a chill time where we can just spend time together um, looking at this important topic of anxiety. Now, anxiety distracts us. Okay, so that's what we're looking at today. And the question I have for you as we start out is, how would you like to rest in God, right? Just sit there for a moment and try imagine how different your life would be if you could learn to rest in God. What would, what would that look like, right? I, I imagine if you were to jot down some words that would describe that, you know, words like security and, and peace would come up. And, and, and I, what a blessing that is. I remember, I, I know I've told this story um, before, and perhaps you've heard it, but uh, our family, we moved around a fair bit. Um, and I remember we moved from London to Toronto partway through grade seven. And you have to understand, I was, uh, I didn't fit in. I was uh, super skinny, super scrawny. And, uh, you know, I, we didn't really know the term bullying like we do today. But I guess in, in, in some ways that was, was happening. And, and I, it was just a chore, man, that, that year, grade seven, was just not a lot of fun. And then I can't remember exactly how we met, but uh, I met this guy named Jim. And Jim was not skinny and scrawny. Uh, he, was, he was a pretty strong, uh, pretty, he, he grew up in the area, he was well-respected, and no one picked on Jim. And anyways, we became really good friends, and it was funny how my life changed from that perspective when I, I met Jim. And, and I just, you know, school just wasn't producing the anxiety that it was before. And, and I guess, you know, in some ways I had come to, to rest in, in the fact that, uh, that he'd look out for me. But think how much more rest we have when we learn to rest in God. Right? This thing about that, like uh, Jim and I, we lost touch. I, I, I moved away and we still stayed friends for a while, but we ran in different circles and our life drifted apart. I could, I've tried a few times to find him and I, I had no idea where he is. Well, in our journey to find that rest, we are going to be looking um, at Matthew chapter 6. I'm just going to read one verse for you right now. This is uh, verse 25, and, 
And uh, I'll usually be reading from the ES version, in case you're wondering. Anyways, uh, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So do not be anxious, right? Like that, that's a command, right? And then it starts to unpack that a little bit. Well, uh, one of the things that the, the book study that we're going through does um, in, in the first few studies is really just trying to define anxiety. You know, think about that for a minute. If you had to describe anxiety, what, what would you say? I was kind of mean this past week and I asked our worship team to try and define it. And it was hard. It, it is a hard one to answer, right? Because we know um, that it is more than an emotion. Like there is a physical component to this. And, and actually, if you read um, the author's study of th this booklet that we're going through, uh, he's got a very personal experience with anxiety. He, he thought, I don't know how old of a man he is, but uh, he was taken to the hospital, I think at least twice, with the, all the symptoms of a heart attack. He thought he was, he was having a heart attack, but it was anxiety, and it can produce very similar physical results. So it's, it, it's significant, and it's hard to describe, but we know it's an emotion, and there's a physical side to it. Um, it's interesting, in the New Testament, um, often uh, care is used to describe uh, anxiety. And there's actually um, two words in the New Testament that are used to describe it. One is a noun that, that basically means care. One is a verb, and this one's kind of nasty. It means to draw in different directions. Uh, that just sounds painful. But that's also kind of helps us define anxiety, doesn't it? Now, now we, and so now we understand a little more why anxiety hurts us the way it does, right? It, it's, it's our minds and our hearts. You know, Jesus, uh, you know, the parable of the, the, the soils, you know, in, in, in Mark 4, he, he talks about the thorns. I don't know if you remember that or not, but he, he talks about them um, choking out the, the, the word that had been planted, and he describes it by the cares of this world. You know, choke care or anxiety, choking things out, that, that actually sounds like a pretty good description too, doesn't it? See, here's the thing with the things that, yeah, that we care about in terms of causing anxiety. They're usually temporal, right? Like if you were to sit down and write everything that is kind of freaking you out and that, uh, that's producing this anxiety, likely it's temporal, right? And so I'd encourage you to think about what you're anxious about and, and, and take note. Is this, you know, is this like an eternal thing? Is this temporal? It's probably temporal, right? And I would wager it's probably been messing with your head and I, I think it is likely has been draining you mentally, right? And emotionally. So here's the, here's the thing. Do we just learn to, to live with it? You know, kind of like we've got this chronic injury and just like, uh, you know, I can't change it. I've tried and blah, blah, blah. Is, is that the way we should approach this? I, I hope not. Um, and, and to make that argument, like just, just consider what anxiety does to our spiritual life, right? When we're really anxious about something, you know, spiritual things become more clouded. And, and that just makes sense, right? Because we're focused on the, the here and the now, and, and somehow we forget 
about this amazing future. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, man, I'm telling you, your future is amazing. The promises are just astounding. You know, be kind of like having cataracts spiritually, right? If you've got this anxiety thing going. Um, I don't have cataracts, at least not that I know of. Um, but I do have this kind of weird disease that um, it can produce all sorts of kind of these random things. And one of the things it can cause is dry eyes. So I don't have, have cataracts, but I do notice that certain times um, my eyes have become dry. My, my vision's not as sharp. Well, anxiety is kind of like that. Spiritually, we have trouble seeing God, specifically seeing God in wh whatever situation we're going through. Th think of anxiety as diverting us. It's causing us to lose sight of what's really important. You know, consider this. Um, I often, um, on Sundays, I'll, I'll make reference to something, you know, horizontal relationship or vertical relationship. And often we get confused and we think, hey, you know, I've got a problem with, you know, such and such a person. This is just all a horizontal issue, right? But Usually those are just representative of a larger issue, a vertical issue between us and God. And anxiety is like that, right? We begin to focus horizontally. We're just, we're just looking at the things of this world and that's freaking us out rather than looking up to God and looking at the things of God. Okay, so kind of enough doom and gloom here. Uh, I think we're getting to understand what anxiety is about, but how do we change, you know? I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to just say, well, I'm just going to live with it and just, you know, have these foggy eyes spiritually the rest of my life. And, and remember in the introduction, we talked about um, a bucket, right? A lot of what we're going through is like drops in a bucket. And, and you're not going to wake up tomorrow, like totally change, but this, this is a drop in the right way, um, becoming more like Christ. Let me go back to this passage in, in Matthew 6 again. So, you know, we got the command, right? Do not be anxious. Um, but then, and then he, he starts talking about, um, you know, look at the birds of the air and look at the lilies of the field and how God looks after them. And, and you know, so if God looks after them, hey, you know, chill. He, he cares way much more ab about you. And then in verse 31, he says, okay, because of that, therefore, right? He said, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For uh, the Gentiles seek after these things. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But here's the deal. And, and when I'm reading this, think of the difference between looking horizontally and looking vertically. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Did you, did you see the shift? You know, instead of, Okay, getting so bunkered down and, and freaking out about all, all the, the physical things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and if, you, if you need some, uh, something to, to consider, well, well, yeah, look at the physical things. The things that, you know, like the lilies and the birds. If God looks after things like that, he's going to look after you. He promises to look after. Um, I often will talk about you know, the put off and put on principle. It's based on Ephesians 4, I think around verse 22. But anyways, when we identify a behavior, right, something that's not right, that the Bible says, hey, don't go there. It's not enough to just stop doing it. We need to stop doing it, but we need to replace it with, with something good, right? So in terms of put off, hey, let's, let's just say, hey, Lord, help me to stop allowing my mind to be 
distracted by the temporal and, and help me, this is the put on, seek first the kingdom. See, here's the thing. This is, this is, uh, and the reason why this is a slow process is that you and I are broken. We just are. Our hearts and our minds broken. And this is part of the restoration process, right? This is part of renewing our minds. This is part of disciplining of our heart. Remember, our heart is desperately wicked, right? And this is part when we talked about resting in God. And, and so when a situation comes, it likely is something that, that the one, things that do produce anxiety in your life, they probably are issues that do need attention, right? We're not saying, oh, we're just going to stick our head in the sand and ignore them. No, they do require attention. But here's the deal. As we learn to rest in God, we begin to focus more on Him. And our confidence isn't so much in how we're going to be so great and figure out a way out of this thing. Our confidence is in the eternal all power for God. Well, now, part of this, and I'm going to try to do this after every segment or towards the end of it, is give you homework. Because um, to be able to grow spiritually, it is just plain hard work. And I think sometimes we may just want to, you know, listen to something and everything will just go well. Just be the factor of listening. And listening is great. Hey, that's awesome. Points you towards God. That, that's great. But you've got to do the hard, hard work. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but you need to get in a daily routine of just being in God's Word. Like just like look at Matthew 6, but also praying. And what I'd encourage you to do, and this is your homework, I, I'd like you to kind of start a little journal. Use our unstuck books. If you don't know what they are, they're just, um, just kind of a, a, a tool. It gives you a reading plan for the Word of God, a little spot for you to journal, and a spot for you can put prayer lists. If you're in the New Hamburg area, you want one, message me, and I will personally get it to you, okay? But anyways, you don't have to use one. But you, you Just start a notepad or something. But put a list of all the things that, like a care list, things that are causing you to be anxious. And then just simply make it a daily prayer to, to ask God to give you wisdom uh, and to be able to hand these cares over to Him. And here's the thing. You, you've, you've heard me likely talk about this before, but when something comes at us, whatever that would be, it's important to think, okay, this is what I care about. This has got my attention. But there's a difference between the things that are my responsibility and those things that are my concern, right? I don't know if you know what I mean, but um, there, there's some things that are just out of our control. They concern us, and so we, we pray about them. But they're out of our hands. It, it's not our responsibility. And there's other things that they concern us. We pray about them, but there is something for us to do. Um, I wrote down just a couple examples, but let's let's say... Um, I lose my job, right? That's a concern. And, and you have a responsibility to try to find another place of employment, another job. So, so do your best to you know, put a resume and look for jobs. You, you do all that. that. That's your responsibility. But say you've gone through the interview or, or whatever, that's where you leave it. And now it just becomes your concern. So you got ready, but ultimately it's God's job to, to provide. Um, maybe it's a health issue and the doctor says, you know, you got such and such a disease, right? Much of that's out of your hand, but he says, you know what, you could do this and this, 
which will help you through this process. Oh, so that's my responsibility. I will do this. But the rest of it, it just becomes a concern. Maybe it's a marriage issue. You know, I don't know if you figured this out yet, but you can't change anybody. And if you try, it's not, it's not going to go well. It, it, just, it just doesn't. But let's say you're, you're in a marriage situation. Your responsibility is to change you, to, to live out the gospel before them. Your concern is how they're treating you. And so you pray about that, but you leave it in God's hands. So anyways, um, I don't want to get too far into this. Uh, Brad Bigney, um, he's got a great video on that if you just Google him. Um, but I would just encourage you just to start by putting a care list together helping, just ask God to help you to figure out, you know, when do you just rest and, and what do you do? And like, what is your responsibility? Anyways, I hope that helps. Uh, thank you so much um, for joining us on day one and look forward to being with you again next time. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that the ministry of Route 150 helps you on your road to becoming more like Christ. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to FBC. See you next time.